0: Welcome everybody to another edition of the CarCast. We are now at episode 107, which is also tonight going to be known affectionately as the Neil Broughton episode, mm-hmm. as he of course has his number retired in the rafters here at American Airlines Center under the Minnesota North Stars logo, right? Or is it Dallas Stars? It's the Dallas
1: it's Stars. It's the old League. Dallas Stars old logo. Dallas logo. Stars logo. <laughs> Obviously
0: started in Minnesota, finished in yeah. Dallas.
1: He's one of the players who, if uh, well, Madonna always would have been the, would always would have always been number one, right, if, if, the, if the Stars had stayed in Minnesota. But Talk about the, fan favorite. Yes, but if you think about, like, icons and pillars in franchise history, his connection to uh, Minnesota hockey and, and just yep. as far as where he, where he was from and who he played for and everything like that. Um, he would have been – if the franchise had stayed there, he would have been really the – Boy,
0: the, some of the top forwards. Yeah. Him, Madano, Cicerelli, Bellows. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones uh, that come to mind. Obviously, a guy like Masterton. Yeah. Just because of I think, the I mean, circumstances. But, one of those
1: were Cicerelli's number pro- – he's an interesting character, obviously, with his with his office but, and everything like that. But um, he's someone who uh, would have been – in a conversation to have his number retired probably if the team hadn't moved. Yes, I think so. Um, it's uh, – but obviously there's other, there's all those other factors there. Um, I guess one one thing that I think – I don't know if we've brought this up or not. I may have brought this up on the cast before. We've done 107 episodes, but I'll talk about it right now just because I feel like it's more fun than talking about this hockey game that happened. We'll get to that. Um, is – we talk all the time, not all the time, but we, I, it's something I notice whenever I go to arena. You look at banners and things like that, and the Stars have the Minnesota North Stars numbers retired. Um, and that's not something they have to do. Like, for example, the Carolina Hurricanes do not have the Hartford Whalers numbers right. retired. Um, it's always interesting to me, and I know the reason for it, but it's always interesting to me uh, that the Stars don't have anything to acknowledge the North Stars banners up there. Right,
0: none of the um, Stanley Cup final yeah. or... Conference yes. and division stuff that they had when they were successful. But yeah, and I've they al- could they
1: could, and I've always been of the uh, the mindset where I don't need to see an individual um, 1991 Stanley Cup. Uh, uh, what was the name of the conference then that they were? Wales, the Wales was yeah, it was a, Wales
0: or was it Campbell? I think it was a Campbell or Wales. I, I, I can't, can't remember was, either. But it was. Uh, I should know that, but
1: I don't need to. Uh, I don't. I don't need to see like a the individual banner for the 1991 Stanley Cup finalists, but. I think it would be kind of a nice nod to history if you put a one North Stars banner up with Western Conference champ or Campbell Wales, whichever conference champions, um, put that on there. Just ninety-one, eighty-one, and just I I think that would be a nice touch. And think um, so. Just I I think it would be something that, and the reason main reason it hasn't happened is basically Norm Green when the Stars left Minnesota to come to Dallas. He was basically saying, "Okay, I'm ridding myself of Minnesota in every way possible. That's why." Yeah, I mean, clean yeah.
0: slate. There was it wasn't exactly the um, it wasn't friendliest a- of exits, yes. right? Between Old City, but then again, when you take a franchise outside of uh, of that city to another place when you relocate, I don't think it's ever super friendly, do you?
1: No, it's not. And um, I mean, there's I have to I have to I'm trying to think right now. Obviously, I know the Hartford banners and things are have remained in Hartford. I believe they're still in the uh, what's the name of that building? The
0: XL? Uh, XL Center. XL Center. Yeah. Um, it's actually the letters XL Center. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Hartford Wolfpack play there. the Rangers AHL team actually.
1: Yeah. I'm not trying to think of NHL teams that may have old banners it's like the
0: green arrow. I it does know. not mean yield, it means go. This go. guy doesn't know how to drive. Go. Go, please. Now we got to go. Gonna You're going to go. No, you're not, because it's it's red. All because that guy was yielding on a green arrow when he had the right of way, and nobody else was coming. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, But I was gonna say the uh, survive. Like I do
1: know, first thing comes to mind is like I know at Staples Center, all of the uh, Lakers Minneapolis banners. Mm. Are hanging when they won championships. There.
0: It's a it's a case by case. Look, Here I could some. get on. I don't mind retired jerseys, but I I we've argued this before. Yes, we have. I like what soccer teams do in Europe, mm-hmm. which is they. And, and, and frankly, football teams do it here in the United States. Now this right. is a proper yield, for, right? For yes, the you class. have a, a yield on green, but not a, you don't have a green arrow. So, that, I will applaud you for following the rules of the road. Um, I kind of like what think you know, like for example, if you're since you we're this is a Dallas yeah. Stars thing, Dallas Cowboys, somebody else wears the number, right? Now there are certain guys that maybe don't get the number again, right? When it, has there been a, a number eight since Troy Aikman wore it? I don't
1: know. I don't know the don't answer, know the answer to, that. to that
0: either. You're more of a Cowboys fan yeah, than yeah, I am. I but, don't know the answer. Um, but there has been an 88 since Michael Irvin, Dez Bryant, of course, the one that stands out the most recently. I think he might be the was he the last one? I think so. Anyway, yeah. Um, but in, in in European soccer, that number gets passed on, right? Who gets the the yeah. famed number seven shirt? The number ten, and and so you can say, well, in the lit line of this club's history, these guys wore these numbers. I think that's cool. Where you have, like in football, a ring of honor where you can, you know, recognize or acknowledge great players in your team's history while still having the same numbers available. Again, I'm not saying you shouldn't retire jersey numbers. I'm just saying I'd be okay if they didn't.
1: And I'm fine with different sports having different philosophies on it, too. It just,
0: it gets... It's funny when you get to teams that have had a lot of success with great players over a long period of time, and all of a sudden you look at their roster and they don't have any single digits left. They don't have a lot of teens left. All of a sudden, their numbers are out in the 40s and 50s because that's well, all they have.
1: Like you look at the Boston Bruins. That's for example, a great example. And uh, even, uh, even Montreal, Montreal, and Toronto. Yeah. Um, I, the, the big one, I think. The ones I, I think you, it's it's a sport by sport basis. I think I think hockey is a point where. I think hockey and basketball are, to me, are ones where I like seeing numbers retired. Um, I think baseball and football. I, baseball retires numbers, but...
0: Yeah, let me the, give you a great example. Like the Yankees. The Yankees where, don't have any single digits, basically. Yes,
1: um, where the Yankees are really running low. on They're even running low on numbers to even give out with how the ones they've retired and how big spring training rosters are. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's a case-by-case. Case. I also think... I'm also a big advocate of you need to be selective in how you retire numbers. Yes, we've talked about that
0: before, too. Yeah, I agree. Like, like I think there's... You can't just retire everybody. I know you can't stand the wild for retiring the the fake one.
1: But that's that one. But then there's even, like, it comes down to... They retired the fans. Yes, well, it comes to the argument of you look at the stars, and um, there's some people who have always brought up, I I think some, maybe even, uh, even... at one point said, well, well, number 10 will be retired at some point. Well, no, no it won't. Oh, Brandon Morrow? Yes, no. it's not. The number's been in circulation
0: and everything like that. Uh, Starboard Sh- number yes, 10 and, and Martin Hansel. Yes, uh, I mean, Hansel took, old, took 10, no, he moved to a different number. No, he was, very the, was then now. Martin
1: Hansel had been 10. And then went to went, 11. And then he went to 11 when Curtis McKenzie left. Yes, and then
0: got hurt and took a random,
1: he's, was in the 40s? He technically has number 40 on the roster even though he is living back in, the Czech Republic right, right now. Because um, he's going to retire after yes, this year. He will officially retire once the season ends. Right. Um, so, um,
0: so hey, um, by the way, we didn't introduce ourse- ourselves. Yeah. He's Sean, I'm Owen. Of course, we've done this now for 107 episodes and probably a whole bunch more drives before we started recording this. <laughs> and this is one of those nights where we don't have a lot of wonderfully positive things to say, and I thought that Rick Bonus had some pretty... Fair comments after this game, and he really questioned the lack of he said there we had a lack of urgency and questioned players' individual preparedness to get ready for this one. And he, I mean, he he said we're not clearly what we're
1: doing is we're not preparing well enough. Um, the other thing about it, just kind of while he's saying that, um, this Stars team has been a. I feel like that's been a symptom of this team for three, four years. Yes, they've been a slow starter for three or four years, with
0: some exceptions. And lately, they had a couple really good first periods without getting enough goals for it. But overall, if you look at the larger sample size, the first periods have not necessarily been their strength.
1: Yeah, and I'm not, and I'm not, and there is definitely there's some some of it's on the players. Um, I believe there's also definitely blame on the coaching staff too because it's their responsibility to get the players to go and ready to go in a game. Um, It's also fascinating when you look at this group and you look at kind of the core of this group and they've been slow starters for so long. um, And we've had four different
0: coaches that have yet to be able to really get them to start strong. Since you and I have been in Dallas, we've had Lindy Ruff – Ken Hitchcock, yeah. Jim Montgomery, and, of course, Rick Bonus. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, look, Monty struggled with this a lot. From yeah. last year to this year, we heard yeah. things like the culture of mediocrity, We've got to get this out of, out of the system, I don't know what we need to do. I mean, this was not a – look, here's the funny thing, Sean, is that the Stars are still in a strong position to make the playoffs. Now, they're not as, as strong a position as they were at the end of February – but they are still in third place. Now that gap is closed dramatically. Very, it's it's tighter now. It's much tighter. But Dallas is not, you know, again, a couple of bad more, a few more bad results, and they might be outside of the playoffs. Looking in, it could be that fast with the way that teams are chasing. But um, all is not lost yet. I guess is what I'm saying. No, it's and not. Like I'm it's not trying to say that things are acceptable over the last six games, and they they have two points out of twelve. If they had six out of twelve, they wouldn't even be close, right? They'd have an eight-point lead over fourth place, mm-hmm. with a game in hand over Winnipeg in fifth place, and you'd be going, yeah, pretty good shape right now.
1: Yeah, no, and, and they'd also
0: be closer to the top than the, than they the would, bottom. They so. would, and
1: they're in a spot too where um, <laughs> it's now like they they still have everything within their own control that's the other key thing for, for now, now. For, now. <laughs> for now for now for yes. now they still have everything within their own control they have that four point cushion and and as much as i mean that number has shrunk significantly you get off the you get off the slide at four points with less than with only thirteen games or twelve games left for teams respectively. It's hard to make up. It, it, it is right, it, and, it, it and I have up. to
0: look at the uh, end of night chart that uh, Damon puts out mm-hmm. because then you can see who they're playing. I haven't looked at the yeah. other teams' schedules necessarily. I really just looked at the stars because if you, I know you can't have three point games, which drives me nuts. But for the most part. You know, the fact that Winnipeg, Nashville, and Minnesota are all right there right now in the central for that same spot could also be to their detriment because they're going to, I think, I'm going to have to look, that they play each other, but we'll have to look at the schedule. No. Um, I kind of don't want to go through all the, I, the goals tonight. I don't think the list can to <laughs> No, I mean, like look, I, this, like the first 40 minutes were ugly. No, the stars weren't good. It was bad. I was it's also really, really impressed. For as bad as the Stars' defensive coverage was, as a team, mm-hmm. I thought uh, New York looked good. They were fast. They moved the puck well. I thought they their flow of play with puck movement through the neutral zone in the offensive zone at times was mesmerizing. They almost looked like they were doing like a three-man weave at times, and the Stars were just chasing shadows. Some of that was really, really good tonight, but boy, how did they give up a... All the goals were from uh, – the farthest one away was Adam Fox's first shot, and that yeah. was in the slot. And everything else was in close. Like, basically, the Stars got picked apart, and then they got they got to the net.
1: And for a team, for a Stars team, that's probably the biggest concern. For the coaching staff um, – They're not going to like that. They're not going to like that. And obviously, the Stars' offensive woes are something that are – those are an issue. But even when the offensive woes hadn't been there, it had been – Four games since the Stars had let up an even strength goal before Fox's yes. goal, and the the fact that the Stars, normally a stout defensive team that protects the house, protects the high danger areas, the fact they got diced up in those areas that's a that's a big concern.
0: Yeah, it was the first time they'd allowed a five on five even strength goal mm-hmm. since the end of February. Yeah, that St. Louis game they had get lot you know the three games last week were all power play goals only which was of their own concern. I guess the good news tonight is that the power play for the first time in five games, or penalty kill in six games, did not give up the power play goal against. Yeah, It's been really leaky. The negative is that not only did they give up their first even-strength goal against in over 200 minutes, they give a four. Yeah, That's really, really not good. Now, on the flip side, Sean, I kind of wanted to, okay, that was bad. Stars weren't good tonight. They lost this game before the third period. Yeah. I thought what Rick Bonus said in the post game about the fact that you can't take anything positive out of getting two goals in the third period because he said, look, the Rangers sat back. They weren't they weren't coming at us in the third because they had a four goal lead. So we got a couple of goals. The only thing I want to say that's a positive is they scored their first goals in three games. They snapped a 200 plus minute, actually, it was like a 260 minute. Yeah. Uh, Five, even strength, five-on-five five drought. They hadn't scored five-on-five five since the St. Louis game yeah, uh, back on February 29th. So while it may be window dressing for this game, the fact that they got a couple of goals and snapped a couple of droughts can't hurt.
1: It can't hurt. Yeah, I'm not taking any. No, I mean, it's me, not I'm, a
0: moral victory.
1: For me, I'm taking really nothing from that at all, but it can't hurt.
0: Well, I'm just hoping that, look, Hens mm-hmm. got a goal. This the 19th. Cagliano scored for the first time since December 14th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we don't expect him to rip it up offensively. But he's still expecting him to score more than three goals. Yeah, and so maybe, okay, maybe that's the the, the catalyst. You know, maybe the next shot turns into another goal, and maybe we'll get something out of that, but... All, for all intents and purposes, we, I led into this broadcast tonight in our pregame show with there should be a lot of desperation. Stars are desperate to end a five-game winless streak, and the Rangers have won one of their last five and went from, you know, both of these teams had fantastic months of February. Really, really good. Yeah. I think the Rangers had 22. That sounds right. And the Stars had 21 points yeah. in the month. Two of the best teams in the entire league, right? Really, really good things. Neither one has had a good start to March. Nope. But there was only one team that showed desperation in the opening period,
1: or the second period.
0: Like there was, yeah. there was no,
1: there was nothing at
0: all. I, mean, I was disappointed with the. I thought the stars, if after a bad first period they come out at least look better in the second. Yeah. Um. And it was ugly. Now, and then the other thing too, when the stars did get,
1: when the stars did get a couple chances tonight, there was a couple times um, in the first and second period where they did get odd man breaks, just kind of going back, things opening up. And they did nothing with it. I mean, Matisse and Mark had a breakaway that he put right into the pads. There
0: was that a, was in the, well, that okay. that was the first period I went. want to bring that up. Yeah. No, because that, that was an important moment Yeah. Uh, for two reasons. Okay. One, Stars had their first power play of the game. Yeah. They're down one or two at that point. Was well, it two? That was two I at think that it was point, two. Yeah. So down two, they get a power play. It lasted 24 seconds. John Klinkberg entered the zone. Hey, tire in the road. Tire on the Shredded road. tire. Um... Klingberg gets absolutely trucked. I've said that word a few times on the broadcast, so if anyone listened to the radio call, forgive me for using the same word repetitively. Steamrolled by Ryan Flattened. Lindgren. Just mushed in a Never. clean Clean hit. Hit open ice. Well, near the board. I mean, it, was, it wasn't against the board. It was a clean hit. Clean hit, and Dennis Gurionov couldn't get his gloves off fast enough to chase him down. Well, in one aspect, I like the fact that he wanted to show some teammate solidarity and stick up for Klingberg. It really backfired because not only did he end up getting called for a four-minute roughing minor and Lingering only got two for roughing didn't give him fighting majors, it took away the Stars' chance to maybe get a power play goal, which that's been one of their strengths lately, yeah. and maybe get back in this hockey game. And I'm not saying they would have scored, but if they did, yeah. a 2-1 game might get this group going. What did you think about that?
1: I thought it was a, I thought it was an emotion. It was one of those plays where you talk about one of the old cliches that, that where coaches say, "I want you to play with emotion, but not be emotional." Yes. And Gurionov got too emotional about the hit. Um, He decided he got the, okay, I need to go. I need this guy hit my teammate. I need to stand up for him, and that's the type of play, where it's going to get some stick taps or pats on the shoulder in the locker room for standing up for him, but it's the type of play where as a coach, and I'm sure one of the coaches probably pulled him aside and said, hey, Denny, you're more valuable to us blasting pucks on the power
0: play, scoring goals, right. than sitting in the Leading box for a goal scorer yeah. on the team, yeah. which is pretty mm-hmm. remarkable considering he had a terrible start to the season for his yeah. NHL run this year. And, again, could somebody else have stepped up? Yeah, I'm not sure who at that point. Yeah, no. uh, They're on the power plate. Try to score a goal.
1: Yeah, and on top of that, not only are they... Not only are... Gurionov's role is even more is even further escalated right now, too, just obviously with Alexander Radulov. Now, Radulov hasn't been good yeah. lately. He hasn't scored in
0: 13 games before he got sick. Yes. But it's still a role where... was not on that power plate unit because Radulov was, and yeah. those units were playing pretty yes. well. Gurionov hints... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh but the moral is the moral, is, sharp the moral of the story Very, is it,
1: it's it's a play where it's a play where it's for me it's the old fashioned it's a clean hit you don't need to go fight the guy because the guy doesn't have to fight like I you and I've talked before we don't like no matter no matter who's the hitter or who's the hitty neither of us like the the concept of I throw a big hit I have to fight
0: I would have liked i, I, I we've had arguments with guys that feel otherwise yes but and I don't want to just beat this point to death yeah but take a number Exactly. get them back. Go score the power play goal, and again, if it was a dirty hit, then you're in a different realm. If a, if it's a cheap shot, and maybe it's because he's down on the ice and it happened so fast, you're not able to really recognize yeah. the difference. And and that may be the one fair point to Kuryanov is that you don't know just because he got knocked over, yeah, was that high they, to the head, they, they, dirty?
1: And yeah, they don't they don't have the luxury of seeing
0: the replay and then deciding, oh, okay, let's go that was now. Yeah, terrible yeah, yeah, hit, yeah. 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 yeah, or that was yeah. fine. So anyway that leads to a four-on-four situation and Dallas actually gets a three-on-one out of it and uh, do you remember who made the pass it was uh, well Sagan was coming in Blake Como was on the left Como was the one that made the pass and Como he threaded it to Yanmark, right or was it Sagan
1: Como had
0: and then he got no shot off well that's yeah yeah Yanmark uh, had the breakaway. Yanmark had the breakaway. Oh, he actually got a shot. No, no, no. And no. Shesterkin made the save. No, no, no the save. There,
1: was, there was the Yanmark breakaway, and there was the two-on-one for Como and Sagan. That's not
0: the one I'm thinking. Okay. I'm thinking of the Janmark the breakaway. The Janmark breakaway. Yes. Uh, yes. Was that Como that made the pass or Sagan? I can't remember now. Um, but anyway, uh, but yeah. it was a well-worked play on a three-on-one. They get Yanmark one-on-one, and he just he gets stoned by Shesterkin, who was good tonight. But I can't. I know. I, I don't want to beat... This point to death, but he's just he's become a non-finisher. Which two, uh, two seasons ago he scored 19 goals under Ken Hitchcock. Sagan had a big year under Hitchcock, which is ironic because Hitch is known as such a defensive-minded coach and a checking coach. Um, and Yanmark uh, for the that year and his first year of his NHL career with Dallas scored at 14% of his mm-hmm. shot shooting percentage. Yep, he's half of that now. He has. He had 34 goals in hundred and... I looked this up after the game tonight. 34 goals in 153 games his first two full seasons. In between those two seasons was a year he missed yeah. because of the knee problem. The degenerative bone situation. <laughs> None of us are saying. osteochondritis yeah. desiccans. Desiccans? Desiccans? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, the last two seasons, he has scored a combined total of 12 goals and that's in 143 games. So he's almost at the same number of games, and instead of 34, he's got 12. Yeah. It's a remarkable drop-off over almost the same sample size. And it's just frustrating because I think he does so many other things really well at the NHL level, finishing just – it's disappeared. I mean, he was a 19-goal scorer. He's on the verge of being a 20-goal scorer. Yeah. And he's in a contract year – which would be big for him to be able to put the
1: well, puck in the net. And he's a guy who he had bet big on himself by kind of taking the bridge deal. Yes. And it's oh, after scoring 19 yeah. goals, I don't see
0: why you wouldn't, right? And it,
1: it maybe it's, it's backfired as far as a gamble. So it's.
0: And the stars really like the way he plays, except for the. I mean, exactly. he creates a ton of chances, yeah. and didn't score. All right, so I enough for that. Yeah. Um, should we move on to the lightning rounds? Um, real quick. Do oh, you just, want to do third period real fast?
1: No, I don't want to do the
0: third period. <laughs> no, uh, I do not.
1: But the second period is the other thing. We talk about the uh, just kind of in a similar realm to the Urianov tussle that was rough but not a fight, which is just I Are talking about the Jamie? Yeah, so we're, like Jamie, Ben, obviously, there's the fight with Smith in the second period.
0: Um, Who was it? Remind me now because I'm drawing a blank that oh, uh, Smith and Cogliano got into it a little bit. Yes. Cogs was at the front of the net battling and Smith didn't like it, pushed him away, and there were some words exchanged. And on the next face off Jamie went after him. Yes. Your thoughts? Because you wanted to bring it up. Yeah, and so it was an interesting moment where I think
1: I'm not. It's kind of a moment where I think Jamie is trying to use that to fire up the team. Oh, there's
0: no doubt in my That's mind. That's exactly what he's I, trying to do. And yeah, uh, I don't think he had a beef with Brendan Smith all that no, much. In fact, no. if you see the end of the fight, yeah, they weren't yapping at each other like no. you guys mad. It was almost more of a hey, thanks, good fight, appreciate it.
1: But it was it was it was, it was an interesting one because it was one of the most interesting things about it to me was it was a long one. But it was a long one where the tone was set early. I don't know if you noticed it where. They come together, and Jamie pushed the
0: linesman away. Well, Jamie had Smith, at, he sort of was holding him, like yeah. tying him up, Yeah. and he had his head turned away. And it looked like the linesman, from my view, realized there was nothing happening. Yeah. And so they both came in to say, well, are, do you actually want to fight? Should we yeah. just break you up? And then it looked like there was a, was there actually a gesture? Because I thought it was just a word of, no, hey, he, get away. He Jamie
1: kind of gave a little bit of the Heisman pose. Like, get out of yeah. your stiff arm? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I definitely know. I thought he said something like, "Hey, get out of here." Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they weren't just gonna dance. Uh, they weren't just gonna grapple.
1: No. All right, let's go lightning round.
0: All right, to the lightning round, and you know it's gonna be fun tonight. Larson writes <laughs> in, "Are we going to have the conversation about how the stars have needed a new coach since Monty firing, or are y'all gonna keep acting like Bones has any head coaching acumen and not a 143-301-48 record?" Okay, first and foremost, Larson. You bring up a valid question, but bad statistics to back it up. And here's why. You're looking at Rick Bonus coaching an expansion Ottawa franchise, which was one of the worst in in NHL history. Uh, And so I don't think that's a really accurate reflection of his head coaching abilities when he's had some really bad teams and mid-season replacements where he's just seeing out the season, playing out the strength. Um, Up before the six-game winless streak... He had a really good record with the stars right now it's at 600 five nine five I think is what I as far as point percentage okay. which is still not bad well, I, and so let me but t- this is this is a you're, you can't I, I think you should reserve your judgment for the coaching staff and for the front office to when this season ends
1: so let me that's make, my thing let your me call. let me make this point so I I think I I even wrote this back, I believe it was after the 7 nothing loss to Minnesota um, when they didn't score. And I made the case at that point that – I made the point then where the Stars, didn't they owe it to themselves to at least look at Gerard Gallant at the time? And that's something I wrote at the time, and it's something that I – think was something that they should have looked into um however
0: however the choice was made by the, the s- head coach was it or by the gm i believe was they've been through enough kind of thing wasn't it
1: yeah, and however and, and so, they were also winning at the time and the biggest thing that we have to deal with is reality right now like i think people i think a lot of times people hear me say or say or hear me talk about bonus and and they want they, I think people want us to call for his head. I think, I, I think honestly, I think that's what people want. I get people on Twitter; they want me to call for his head. They want me to yell down Jim Nils. They want throat. a scapegoat. They, they want me to, whether it's a scapegoat or it's truth, either way. Whether they, uh, well, whether whether it's me, the coach
0: or players. But they want. Right? They I mean, want, they're they, always looking for. Well, oh, John Klinkberg turned that yeah. over. He's terrible. I know, but right? so
1: people want me to yell down Jim Nils' throat. They want me to yell at bonus in the post game show and every and the post game interviews and everything like that. The thing is, I have to work. We're working with the reality right now of this is the coaching staff for the rest of the year.
0: So they're not going to make a change. They're not, they're not. If go- they are, it'll be after this season ends. And, and that is where
1: the fair question comes in, in my findings. Yes. You can, you can talk. People can say, like, well, shouldn't they do something right now? That's not what Jim Mills is going to do. He's not going to fire right. him with 13 games left. Now, if you want to have the conversation, if someone wants to have the conversation of should Rick Bonus be the coach on whenever the season ends or or just say September 1st next year. We can definitely have that conversation. Oh, and that's a
0: fair question. That's part of what Larson sent in that I think is an interesting debate. Is I think that the only way Rick Bonus is the head coach next year is if the Stars either win the Stanley Cup or go on a really prolonged run where it shows that hey, you know, they're really doing a yeah. lot of things well.
1: And like I think the only re- the only way Rick Bonus is back next year, I believe, is in, in any capacity. No, no, no. If in the head coaching role, okay, right. in the head coaching role, is if the stars are a Final Four team. I yes, think, I,
0: I, think, I, I think that's probably right,
1: and I think that's the way he's back. Um, and whether he should be back or not, that is a fair debate. I think there are really good options that the stars could probably look at this Boy, summer. There's so many. And and the other thing is, there a change is not going to happen this season. Um, it's not going to. And so while we can want – while people can want for it and ask for it, we also have to live in a reality of there. it's not going to happen. And right. And there's nothing that's – Look, this is the team you're, you yes. have now.
0: The trade deadline's over. They're not going to make any more moves. So you can be upset and frustrated with recent results. Mm-hmm. But they're also still a playoff team. and they, So I don't know why uh, – I don't know if I guess I don't know if, it, people, if fans that are angry are giving up hope or are just angry right now. Well,
1: I, th- I think it's obviously we have such a reactionary. Oh, of course,
0: and idea. also I've said this before: the strength under Rick Bonus of the last fifty-six plus games, the fact that they've done so well to go from a team that looked like they were. Uh, you know, just they shot themselves in the foot out of the gate and weren't going to be a playoff contender at all. To hey, we could win the central division has raised expectations. Yeah. So now, even though before that great run in February, the stars were middle of the pack playoff team, they went to crap, they could win the division. Yeah, I think that's raised the, re- the people ahead above reality, perhaps. Let me say this about Rick Bonus because
1: there's I think I think he has done. I think he has done a done as well of a job as he can probably do as a head coach. I think this is who he is as a head coach. This is what he knows how to do. Um, I think there are decisions that he's made that I certainly disagree with. And and there are certainly things he's done that I think uh, those are decisions where the stars will have to have that conversation of whether he should be the head coach next year. Um, But you also have to do have to grade things with a curve where, The position he took over and where he was put in, the stars are still in a playoff position because things could have broken and crumbled. Oh,
0: it could have fallen
1: apart. and, 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 And while he deserves, while he deserves some of the. Well, he does well. The coaching staff deserves some blame for the six-game losing streak,
0: six-game winless streak. Sorry, since it's 0-4-2. Um, Can I interrupt you for a minute? Yeah. I know I'm usually pretty good at it. You have a blue light blinking in your house through those windows as we pull up to your front curb. Looks
1: the record player is left on. I just wanted to point <laughs> that out. You
0: to have a random blue light in your house. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: well, well, Rick Bonus is responsible in part for the. Uh, well, the coaches are responsible too for the losing streak. I also think Rick Bonus is just his mentality and his attitude kind of in December when the whole change went through things. I think that helped this group get through things early. So you have to take the good with the bad with Rick Bonus, and then you can have a clean slate with a new coach um, next season, or it could be him depending on how things go. But to get all to the point of to, to, to go and scream and say, hey, we need to change the coach now, we need to change the coach now, it's not realistically going to happen. Well, so let me ask you you're this. just screaming the into the. Stars either.
0: won Game Seven against the Blues last year and advanced to the Conference Final. Do you think Craig Berube would have had the interim tag removed and been signed as the head coach of the Blues? I think he probably would have because of the turnaround. Yes, I mean, but he won the Stanley Cup. It became a no-brainer. I don't think that that's an absolute yes. I'm not saying he should yeah. have, been, but that's a. I mean. I think Barube's situation is a little bit different, though,
1: because they there was a clear cut of when they oh
0: they were awful they were awful yes. and then they
1: fired him and they fired a uh, what's his name Mike Yo Mike Yo and then so I I think
0: Barube gets that job because he way. got him to the second round yeah and how in in that turnaround so maybe I'm just I'm just saying is that the season is incomplete it's unfair to make a final judgment until you get all yep. the facts right mm-hmm. yeah um all right that was one quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, White Monkey, terrible offensive play. Uh, Defenseman already skating back while we have the puck deep in the zone. Appears no one is actively trying to manufacture goals, simply shooting and hoping to find the net. How bad does it have to get until we start changing to a more balanced system?
1: I mean, it's something where it's not going to change. Let me me put it that way.
0: You know what was encouraging tonight? The two goals that were scored. We're both in close. That's fair. but, That's but, but my, They got but, to areas they needed to get but,
1: to. But the system's not going to change because the – I've recently – asked
0: I'd, Joe Pavel, Pavelski this yesterday in our first of the new sort of yeah. uh, expanded quarantine section. Mm-hmm. He said – I mean, because I brought up this question. I said, look, we get this all the time on our, our postgame show, on the radio side. We get a lot of it on Twitter. Fans saying that this current system of the coaching staff – is not set up to score goals and be offensive. And he completely dismissed that and said, we have enough guys in here that have enough talent to score goals.
1: Of course he's going to say that.
0: I'm just saying what he said. What do you want me to say? What he's actually thinking?
1: Yes, but. You do? No, no, no. I don't know. No, But my point is, it's not going to change. Whether you like it or not, it's not going to change is my point. Um, And I know I've had conversations with, People who are in stars management who look at, okay, this is the style that's going to win in the playoffs. Guys have to get it done. There is a big belief within the stars, and whether they are right or wrong, is is another conversation that just believes we have goal scorers that just need to put the puck in the net. And so that is what they are going to ride and die with. This system is that we are going to limit chances. We are going to try and create our own quality chances, but the biggest thing is to limit quality against and that's how we can win in the postseason. That's what it's going to be. And once again, kind of similar to the question about Rick Bonus, you have to live in the reality of that. And whether you like it or not is – I'm sorry, but that's the reality of how this team is going to play for the rest of the year.
0: AJ wrote in about three hours ago, well, it's 3 nothing Rangers. I've got an early morning, so I'm going to go to bed and leave it to us, you and me, and the CarCast to catch them up on what happens in the second half of the game. We kind of glossed over the yeah. second half, but you get the idea. You get the idea. Um, Ferguson Tribe wrote, basically, surely this, it's the system, right? And asked the same things. Uh, fix it, CarCast team. <laughs> I, I, I skimmed over it because it's basically what we've been talking yeah. about. Um, Sam writes in, we look disconnected and sloppy. Even the Ben fight failed to get anything going. Talk, we talk about our identity, but it seems our identity lately is to just accept and expect the other team to dictate the game. If you were the GM, what kind of talk would you be having?
1: There's no talk for the GM to have right now. Like, that's that's the fr- – like, there's nothing – the only – here's the only thing I – here's the only thing the GM could do right now that I would probably consider maybe. Um, if Alexander Radulov is still sick and unable to play on Thursday, I would think about bringing up Jason Robertson.
0: And not playing Justin Dowling?
1: Or yeah, I, yeah, or somebody, I, somebody, or I would probably probably put Robertson over Dowling. Yeah. Um,
0: Dowling played seven minutes against tonight. Yeah. It's funny because I asked Bones about him yesterday, uh, after practice, of what did you think of his first game in a month? And he said, "Geez, you know, uh, we got off to kind of a rough start. I took him off the line with Ben and Sagan because of the way things are yeah. going. He's not killing penalties right now, and it's not really fair to expect a lot out of him when he didn't get enough minutes to make an impact. He mm-hmm. played seven minutes again tonight, so." uh they moved him around a little bit he was trying everything it was probably the most line juggling we've seen bones yeah. do since he took over uh through the first two periods where nothing was happening mm-hmm. but unfortunately we didn't see a lot from dalling again tonight yeah. so yeah i mean maybe that's something that's but that, worth that's, doing. That, that's really the
1: only thing a gm can do he's got his coach he's got his team as much as he can have a meeting with the gm and say oh you should i mean there's no conversation he can have that impacts the rest of the season the last time a gm can really impact the team is the trade deadline. They they didn't make any moves. They only made the one move, minor league trade. Basically, this is the team, and he, and he has to live with it. And that's that's what it is. Like,
0: lots more getting here. Casey writes in: Hey, CarCast, can we trust NHL or NHL and NBC Sports with technology like puck and player tracking when they can't consistently show the shots on goal like Fox Sports Southwest does? Uh, first and foremost, that's NHL tracking. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, technology, not NBC specifically. Um, do you think knowing real time to the second how long a player is on the ice is that important? I actually did an interview with one of your colleagues, uh, Shayna, who is okay. based out of New Jersey, I think, at least based on her accent, um, which I don't know. If, I don't <laughs> think she has. She covers the Rangers. Yeah, uh, okay, okay. Covers. She does a lot of analytics yeah, works I, for, for, uh, mm-hmm. for the athletic. I don't know if she's finished the article yet. I did the interview with her last week, which was great because my voice was shot. Um, but she asked me this question about the player tracking. I said, I don't, she said, what are you most looking forward to? I said, I'm not sure, really sure yet, what is going to be the best thing mm-hmm. because it's one of those things where I think until we start playing with it and seeing what comes out of it, yeah, I'm not really sure. I said, obviously I'm interested in things like attack zone time and, uh, you know, seeing how that plays out in various aspects, but I'm not sure yet what the best part of that because we've never really... We haven't had the chance to 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 really let it stretch its legs.
1: Here's the thing that I'm hoping we get out of it because I think right now we get so much of a data. We get one data point. So like right now, I'm trying to paint this picture um, for everyone listening. So right now we get a data point and we get a. If we look at a shot chart of where a shot was from, there may be one dot between the circles, yep. and that's all we get. What you're talking about a big heat map kind heat, of thing. heat map too Okay, there's that dot between the circles, and we're like, oh well, there's a shot right there. What that dot doesn't tell us is who made the pass, where the pass came from, what was the angle of the and pass. And where the other players it, on it, the ice were, we're when that we're, shot was taken. Were where there two guys in front of the net? The one thing I would really like to see is more of a ability to look at... You'd like t- to see the net front traffic, net
0: or f- lack thereof in n- Star's case, right? Net
1: front, maybe the route of the pass, of what type of angle the goalie had to take. Like I'd like to see the information that is all around
0: that single dot. Boy, it would be really interesting to be able to watch the tracking replay of a scoring opportunity to then help diagnose what you're looking at on the video as well. You might be able to come up with a couple of different – again, I think there's some things that are going to help enhance a broadcast that we aren't necessarily Mm -hmm. fully aware of yet. Yeah. Um, Joe is ready to – he's asking if we should – he asked about the last time a coach was fired this late. It's not going to happen, Joe, in this case. But Lou Lamorello fired – well, who was it?
1: Well, he fired. Uh,
0: he brought in Larry Robbins. Fired Larry. Robbie Ftorek.
1: Right for with what eight games left in the season? Yeah, I mean, that's about as late as it gets for a team that goes to the playoffs. I and mean, that also included Robbie Fatork throwing the bench on the ice.
0: Okay, so. um, but Joe, right? The other part of it was, and I think this is a little bit too dark cloud. Should we start looking up draft choices? At, since at this race, at this rate, we will miss the playoffs. No. no, relax. Thirteen games to go. We're not. I mean, if they lose the rest of their thirteen games, yes. But let's not get there. I mean, I'm yeah. yet. Chev uh, writes in, should we be worried about the play in this final stretch, are the Stars really going to limp into the postseason?
1: You should be. I mean, yes. You, you should, should be you worried should, you should, you should be worried. it. There's
0: different than being worried and saying all hope is lost. Oh, yes. You should be worried. Stars beat the Panthers. Huh. Things turn, uh, are not so gloomy. Mm-hmm. Uh, hula is a taxi. <laughs> what a good remember. name. I know. Hula is taxi, right? No. Hula is <laughs> a taxi. You just add an extra syllable in there for fun. Yeah. Hula hula. Uh, are there any losing streak support groups that you guys can recommend? Seriously worried about this team, about the teams behind us now. Fair. That's fair. Galpagus. well, I guess the keyword for this game was ugly. So time to turn things around for the CarCast question. Who are your picks for the best-looking stars on the team? Um, boy, that's a very subjective question. That is a
1: very subjective question.
0: Um, I mean, teach his own, I guess. Yeah. Um you want to go fashion or physical appearance or neither <laughs>
1: I mean if you want to I mean if you go fashion I've I've asked players about this That's also
0: subjective as well.
1: I've asked players about this. Obviously, if you ask, go fashion, John Klingberg is rather confident. He is the most he fashionable player on the team. He takes
0: a lot of, into what he wears. I think Sagan's kind of into it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um they all say that Roddick Fox does not care. <laughs> yeah. And will wear the same thing a lot. Mm-hmm. Some players will wear one suit for a whole road trip because yeah. they wear their suit to, uh, to the bus, to the arena, change out of it, play a game, put a suit back to the bus, onto the plane.
1: And they don't wear their suits on the plane. Fun fact.
0: No, they change as soon as they, they get into the as plane. As soon
1: as they get on the plane, they're typically changing into sweatpants and just something where they're comfortable, being more comfortable. I would too. Yeah.
0: Um, if I were a player that had the opportunity. Jason writes in, y'all are ready to admit it's time to send dinosaur bones to the museum and bring in anyone else? Question mark. He's clearly got no answer for the woes he has caused. The woes, uh, This is his fault. Um, we've talked about bonus. Keep going. And the stars are only five points away from being out, and they don't hold the tiebreaker. Okay. we uh, talked we've about bonus. Tweeter Greeter, this team needs new symbolism. Instead of ropes and chains tying the team down, I suggest bird cutouts to <laughs> encourage skaters to fly and butterfly cutouts to encourage elevating shots.
1: I'm going to go with hot air balloons. Hot air balloons. Okay.
0: Do you want to explain or just leave it Mysterious. Mysterious. Court writes in. Okay, Carcass, how many games do they have to lose before Bonus's job is in danger?
1: I mean, none. They can. He could lose all of them, and his job will not be in danger this season.
0: Any differently than it
1: would be now? Yes. No. I mean, his his job
0: status. Seriously, I want an actual number. My gut says nineteen, even though that's the dumbest possible answer. Those nineteen games. I mean, look. If the stars don't make the playoffs, he's not going to get hired. Either. Yeah. If they make the playoffs, then we will just wait and see what happens. Yeah. Right? So uh just just in vacation so important covid survival supplies question what are your three each of your three favorite beers i like a lot of different beers yeah here's the one i can't get here yingling i miss that Mm -hmm. it's an east coast philadelphia based or or suburbs of philadelphia it's made its
1: way into the midwest
0: you can't get it west of the mississippi can you how i've gotten in chicago now no you haven't i have it's never been available. No, it's something that's happened. How?
1: I they started I mad <laughs> answers. answer. They started
0: distributing it. Um, I maybe that's true, but they can't get it here. So well. I, I like Shinerbach around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of mine that uh, in the area. I love Newcastle Brown Ale. Although they don't drink it all that often. Yeah. And I'm speaking of another um, one from across the pond. I just picked up a six pack of Smittix, which is yes. a lovely red ale. Yeah. from Made by Guinness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love Smiths. And it's not the same as on tap, but if you pour it out of the bottle into a glass, you do get some of the foamy top like you would get with a Guinness. And I'm I've a, had a couple of those.
1: I'm a big Guinness fan. It's I, a
0: sweet, I, bitter, but I like it.
1: Yeah, I'm a big Guinness fan. I really like Guinness. Um, do you get
0: the bottles here or do you go get it on draft somewhere?
1: I think I've been getting the cans here. It... How do you feel about it? It's better on drafts. Um draft.
0: speaking of English beers, Boddington's out of the yeah, can. It's good. I like good that t- one yeah, a lot. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man, want a beer
1: now? <laughs> no, there's uh there's actually there's actually a bar within walking distance of my home that has Guinness on tap now. Like so That's nice. So I'll sometimes good. we'll go over there. Um, they've pretty good they, the kids eat free on Tuesdays. All right. And so it'll sometimes when the starters don't have a Tuesday game, sometimes my wife and I'll walk over there, get a free meal for the kid and I'll get a beer. Um, I like I'm a big fan of the dark of the darker beers. <laughs>
0: Did you see what uh Wyshinski tweeted? No. Uh, so Belfour's billion dollar bribes Bribe wrote in pretty good question for the car cast. Wyshinski sent out uh at ten oh five, so a couple hours ago. When does Dallas break glass on their emergency Gallant? <laughs> That's, That's a funny question. It's a funny question. But yeah. they're not, yeah. right? I don't I, think we're gonna get the Robbie Fatoric move. No, we're not. Although I don't see Rick Bonus throwing the bench on the ice either. No. Back to your point about beers, I do like a little bit more flavorful. Yeah. I don't like the lighter.
1: I like I like darker uh, porters and stouts. Um, I did find a light beer. Actually, I, have, I think Uh-oh. I have enough reference. Put a reference in here. So I um, typically
0: like an amber. I like a lager. Yeah. I don't. I like Guinness. I will get it. Um, I even like an, a good Irish car bomb once in a while. Too many of them can lead to yes. bad pizza, though. It's um, <laughs> a long story. But um, I don't like real bitter beer. Yeah. I like stuff that has some weight to it, some flavor, but I also, I'm in, except Sean, I've found that a really cold, which I usually find deplorable, forgive me for that word, less appetizing, a Bud Light or a Coors Light, after a, a really a oh, yeah. hockey game, kind of refreshing because yeah. it's cold and yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I did find no. a so big fan of darker beers and stouts and porters. Um, Making well, me want a beer right now. I know. Now. I did discover a uh, it's from Bell's Brewing recently. Um, I, I think I was at like a total wine last week, and there was a guy sampling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's called a it's called Lighthearted Ale. It's an IPA that was a really
0: good light IPA. Yeah, I'm not a big ipa because no, it's so bitter no, I'm, and i'm not a fan of that and, but,
1: no i'm not either but yeah. i really like this Like okay. a, as
0: far as like a lighter i mean because you said that i would be willing to yes. try
1: it as, as as far as as far as a lighter um i had, I had a couple <laughs> the other i had a couple the other day while we were doing some yard work in the backyard i was
0: you like the beers with the yard work i feel like that's a that's a post-work re- reward
1: I, i'm no that's no, it's, it's, it's a during. It's you put it on the. Well, I mean, it's not like I'm holding it while holding well, the just chainsaw. Funny, like,
0: I think beers in a chainsaw is a bad combination. Sean.
1: <laughs> I'm sure I chopped down two trees that were in the backyard.
0: Again, I, my original <laughs> point says I think that's a terrible idea. You, know,
1: just, you have the beer on the table and you, you go over and go back and forth for a couple sips now wow, and then. I think you're ten,
0: you're playing with fate there. <laughs> not getting drunk on it well you said a couple of beers with a chainsaw no. and that, that doesn't mean drunk but a little uh loosening of your inhibitions could lead to hey you want to see me juggle this one bad things can happen I with only a chainsaw have one i
1: can't juggle them when you i have can one. still
0: try to flip one i think it's oh, a bad gosh. idea Not
1: to do that. Man.
0: all right i hope that's the case uh christian <laughs> and, uh I mean, we can just keep talking about beer yeah um by the way speaking of beers when i was in college is the first time i um uh tried Belgian Chimay, okay. which is a really expensive, fancy oh, Trappist monk I have a, made. I, and the Chimay is really luxurious. Yeah. It's great. It's also gigantic, costs a lot, and I think it's like 14% or something. <laughs> yeah. But two thumbs up to that. I have a buddy from college who lives down in Austin who knows way more about <laughs> beer than I do. He makes it a little bit himself. He's tried everything. You mentioned Stouts and Porters. You would love Carl oh, yeah. because he could set you up with some incredible I guess, beers.
1: I just, I just remember it. I have a, I'm your, very
0: much a novice. Hilsner, career.
1: your qual. How do you pronounce the Czech beer? The uh, Pilsner Urquell.
0: Oh, I don't even remember. I, I know, know what you're talking about. I don't
1: about. know how to pronounce it, but I have one in the fridge right now that sounds really good. Yeah.
0: So, so <laughs> drive home and have a beer at 1 a.m., which doesn't sound that weird, except for that my entire household will be asleep. All right, so Chris, getting to Christian, was tonight just a bad performance for Bishop, or should we be more worried about his performance?
1: I really put no stock in Ben Bishop playing yes. poorly tonight. The team in front of him was terrible.
0: Two. This is the second part. How do you think Lindy Ruff would have done with this roster? This team has better defense and better goaltending tandem than what he had, and his team scored in bunches. I think that his run and gun style would would suit Hints and Gurianov very well. Mm-hmm. Haskinen, Klingberg, they have that yeah. skill set. I don't know if they have enough guys. Do they? Maybe, maybe. Because the on the flip side of it. I don't know if some of the other older guys would have fit into that well. Remember when things started to turn negatively for mm-hmm. Lindy Ruff after the 16-17 was the year yeah. that they really went downhill. Uh Spezza got hurt. He wasn't fast, but he was smart still at the time. But it was Hemsky and Yanmark that they missed. And that speed to stretch, yeah. They did a ton of stretch passes then.
1: I don't I don't know how effective a group like Co- like Como and Cagliano. with that.
0: A... Here's my thought. Yeah. If you put Bishop and Hudobin with the 15-16 team, so more competent yeah. goaltending, they wouldn't be quite as amazing as they would now no, they because would. they would have been more hung out to dry. Yes, their numbers would, would not still, have been as good. I think they would have been more capable of making that save that they needed and knowing, hey, I can miss a few because they're going to score five yeah. or six. Yeah. So I still think – I had said this before. If they had Ben Bishop and Anton Hudobin, fifteen sixteen, I think they would have won the Cup. Maybe. Well, they got to game seven and let up I, three I, in the first. I, I so. think they're definitely in the final four. Okay. So. I think they would have beaten San Jose. that's a, fight, I think And that's then fair. it would have been them and Pittsburgh. That's, that's a fair thing to say. Chris writes in, we had six men, when we had six men on the ice, Andrew Cogliano was sent out onto the ice. When we scored our first goal, the FCC line was sent out after the goal, I'm guessing is what he's meaning. Can you name one NHL head coach in your recent memory who has made situational decisions as objectively dumb, quote, is he saying, as Rick Bonas?
1: And I mean, the FCC line scored the second goal. And so yes. they tip. I have no problem with a coach sending out a line to score. I have no problem with a coach sending out the line that scored right back out there. That's I don't yeah. that, I don't think that's an issue at all. Um, I also think the other thing is I saw Cogliano on the ice, too, for the six on. The six on five as well, um, and <sighs> they're just looking for a scrapper retrieval guy. At yeah, that point. and at that point too, it's He also, wasn't puck handling. It's also right after the power play ended too. Yes, and so they were kind of, and it's not like he stayed out there for the final two thirty. Um, Hints and Guriano were out there for the final ninety seconds, and the other thing too, and just to be frank about it, they weren't coming back to tie the game. Like well, the, one, the, the one decision that if had,
0: they had scored on that power play with four minutes, four or five minutes yeah. to go. They had a chance to scramble to get to four, but they didn't deserve to be no. at four. The one, the one, the one big
1: issue I do have with how they handled things at the game is, I would have pulled the goalie with four thirty left when they got the power play. And, yeah, um, they,
0: I, I could see it both ways, and I, right? I, I understand the logic. If but you turn, uh, turn, losing the puck and having it iced in a power play happens all the time. Yeah, right. You could be very efficient with it and then lose one and it gets thrown right. So. What happens if it goes in? It's five two. It's over. You're saying at this point they need two. It doesn't. It's worth the risk. I think it was worth the risk.
1: That's what okay. I would have done.
0: I, I can see it either way. I'm sort of on the fence on that. Um, geez, we have a whole bunch that we haven't gotten to. Um, uh, David writes in, if you could come up with a movie analogy for Dallas's dull, apathetic abyss of a forecheck that could give John Carpenter nightmares, what would it be? I'm not a big horror movie fan. I don't like horror movies at all. I I used to watch some with my wife before we had kids, but I haven't really got... Like, I've seen Saw, the first one. I didn't see any of the sequels. I get
1: get nightmares from horror movies. Like, legit nightmares. I'm not
0: a... Okay, I'm not... I haven't haven't had the desire, so I'm not one of those guys that goes out and watches all the horror ones. So, I I have a terrible amount of, like, knowledge of what horror movies are nowadays. So... I, I, I don't know either, because i I get legit nightmares from horror
1: movies, and it's something where I have no problem saying this i get hor- i get nightmares from horror movies that aren't even supposed to be like comical horror movies like there was yeah. a movie there was a movie called uh Cabin in the Woods I don't know if you ever saw that
0: i I've maybe heard of it I know I haven't seen it it was
1: a i think it was a joss Whedon movie um and <laughs> you're testing my horror knowledge already, as I said, yeah,
0: I remember. Nightmare on Elm Street, never saw them. Uh, Friday the 13th, aware right. of them all as a kid, never watched yeah. them. The Chucky movies, never saw any of those. I did see Cabin Fever when we were, what, junior uh, okay. high school, college, maybe? Okay. Again, I've seen yeah. a few. But yeah. I, got,
1: I got nightmares for anyone who likes horror movies. I It's not I, your bag. I saw a Cabin in the Woods and got nightmares from that. So I <laughs> – <Yeah.
0: laughs> Uh Christopher writes in uh this isn't good, but Jim likes where his team is at, okay, trolls being trolls thoughts we're gonna move past that because he says, also, could Delandria and Harley be brought in as black aces this spring
1: um technically, yes, technically, yes, um, But they're not ready yet, yeah, they're not going well, I mean black aces that's a different thing yeah black aces what, what, the are one, the one thing extra I, the training. one thing I could see that they've that they might do as you bring them in for a weekend or two, like just say like, okay, Hey, we've got, here's game three and four. Just see a little just, bit. Just see it. And then that'd like, be great. They've done that in the past. But we'll remember,
0: guys- both of those guys have opportunities to play playoff hockey. Correct. So in the, in Canadian juniors, yes, they're not going to suddenly rip them out before that. No. Correct. They're going to finish their junior seasons, however long that takes them. And then mm-hmm. we'll see if they join the Texas stars for a little taste. Texas um, speaking of
1: Texas Stars probably aren't going to be playing at that
0: point. But. Speaking of the Texas Stars, they did win tonight in Colorado, mm-hmm. in Loveland. And uh, the newest guy, um, the college signing out of Michigan State, scored a goal and had an assist tonight, I think. Oh, good. Played with Beiruther. Yeah. I saw something from – and Travis Morin was the head coach because um, Neil Graham – was away for, with his wife for the birth of their child. Oh. I, I saw all of this from Stephen Missouri. thankfully, 100-degree hockey. Yeah. His headline of Travis, Travis Morin wins head coaching debut made me go, I have to click on this and find out more. How about that fun fact for the night? Talk about someone sticking to his job. This is funny. So I had yeah, – te- Yeah, No, no, no. I – no, te- uh, Listen
1: to this. I had texted Neil today asking to catch up with him, and he said, oh, I'm a little busy. Guy, I call you tomorrow? Wow. He never mentioned <laughs> – <laughs> he never well, imagined the kid was being born.
0: Yeah, <laughs> That's funny. Okay. So you'll have something to laugh about yes, yeah, if he catches I'll, up with the fact yeah. that he will still wants to yeah, talk to you yeah. about it. Um. Hmm, anything else? Uh, okay, this is last one. Because it's late, we should have stopped 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Drake United writes in, and this I actually brought up to Bruce after the show. Uh, not on air. Why not get Fedunin? in? has an effective wrist shot, and has scored. Think I know what we have in Seker and Polak. I brought this up because you might remember when it was, but it was last week we asked, somebody asked. I asked him. You asked him. Yeah. Uh, would you get Taylor for in a game? And he said, yeah, I think we have to do that. Mm-hmm. Is he? Because I, I, I said to Bruce after the show tonight, I go, I don't think Fadoon's going to get a game.
1: I do, but here's the you circumstance. You do. Uh, well, here's the circumstance. You know how, Rick, there's one big thing Rick Bonus has been talking about all the entire time is when we get that X next tourney.
0: Okay. So that is, okay. that is the – That's different. No, no, but that's – No, like, you're but right. But okay. okay. But no, but yeah, you talk, yeah. you're
1: like so – we'll, But we'll, in the we'll, next we'll, two weeks, no, they're not, not going to no, get X. So Fadun
0: isn't going to play. So no. he's going to end up not being game ready again from his conditioning stint, which was last yeah. month. Right?
1: No, I, I honestly believe the next time Taylor Fadun gets into a game is – so say the Stars lock up their playoff spot – March say it's just pick, just to pick a day. Say they lock up that playoff spot on March 29th against Chicago.
0: I'm just okay, picking and then game. you have that West Coast trip. Yeah. to finish out the and year. and so
1: like okay, well we don't need we don't need we can rest. we are going to
0: rotate those games.
1: We're going to rotate those games. We can rest. Where I, I so I I really don't think John I don't think Taylor Fadun plays another NHL game until the Stars have that X next to their game that Rick Bonus keeps talking. May about I about.
0: also bring up the fact that. As of right now, because of the, how freaked out and worried everybody is, if you offered a scenario where you're now approaching the last week of March and they have an X next to their name, they would be, you didn't even say where in the standings they'd yeah. be and who they're playing. You're like, where can I sign? Yes. Right? Correct. At the moment, because there's enough worry that that's the circumstance. Yes. All right, that's it. we got to end this. Uh, we will do another car cast on Thursday, Stars and Panthers Thursday night. Another team battling for their playoff lives in the East. Hopefully there's more desperation because they put some goals up against the Stars in the first meeting back in December. Mm-hmm. And, Sean, here's the question. Say the Stars lose again. I'm not trying to sound negative. But do we then change it up ourselves by saying, you know what, no Carcass Friday or Saturday against the Sharks the late night? Or do we say, you know what, we're pros, we'll do it, rain or shine?
1: We're pros. We still do it. But I think
0: uh, more goofy questions.
1: Yeah, I think I think I think a certain point we're just like you know what let's just go lightning round and you know what? we're only taking the more creative questions. Yes,
0: and then if we don't have any questions then we'll just talk about beer. Yes. All right, one hundred and seven in the books.